Now, Mohammed, um, the Eskom tariff increase. Now, uh, they want uh, to take this hike up to about 25%, and it's double the expected increase. What does that mean for consumers in the main? Well, first and foremost, if you ask Eskom why they need it, I think they're going to listen to Vibachli and say, just because. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Effectively, they're asking for more than 25%. Uh, this because we know of the financial woes that Eskom currently find themselves in. Uh, and, I mean, effectively, they've got this massive backlog of not just maintenance capex, but also just outright capital expenditure to, to, put, on, to put down into the ground. Now, un- unfortunately, if you recall a little while ago, they had applied for around 15%. Uh, they were granted around 8.5% by the energy regulator. But uh, maybe right now they're playing a high-ball, low-ball tactic. So maybe they're going in with 25 because they're anticipating that they're going to be knocked down. But I'm saying if you start at 25 and you get knocked down, even if you end up with half of that at around 12%, that's massively above the 6% of inflation. And unfortunately, all it means is that the consumer and businesses are going to continue carrying the can on this particular one. So unfortunately, no light, pardon the pun, no light at the end of the tunnel on that particular one because it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. If they don't push through those massive increases, it's going to constrain Eskom's operational capacity even further and it just leaves the problem or defers it further down the line or effectively government will have to bail them out with taxpayers' money, which means you and I are paying for it again. So unfortunately, that's one of the most negative news stories right now. It's going to be a, a hindrance to domestic economic growth for the foreseeable future. Mm. And, and, and just looking at NASA, I mean, uh, uh, what you know, leverage do they have at this point? Uh, are they likely to agree to what Eskom is asking? I actually don't have any idea. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to try and assume in terms of what nurses' course of action would be. Uh, I have no doubt they're going to have a look at the practicalities and the pros and cons on both sides. Uh, They're going to have to try and craft a very fine line here between what they would deem least damaging, I guess, to the consumer on the one hand, but at the same time without compromising the sustainability of ESCOM. And I certainly don't envy them because I don't have the answer to that. I certainly hope there are much smarter people on the other side doing some modeling here with that cost-benefit analysis, uh, and, and effectively, hopefully, we come to some sort of, 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 of optimal outcome. Uh, the, 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 the bottom line, though, is even on that optimal outcome, it's still going to hurt the bottom line and the pockets of consumers out there. Mm. And looking at the RAND and uh, recent RAND strength, and uh, I see, uh, you know, uh, some uh, traders are very optimistic and saying that the RAND, uh, the, the RAND could actually strengthen to 12 uh, to the dollar this week. What's your take? So, I mean, we're within a whisker of, of 12 to the dollar. And, and, you know, I always say that, you know, uh, traders and investors out there, their expectations tend to uh, capitulate. So they swing from one end to the other end, one extreme to the other other extreme, and then they extrapolate that. Uh, and they believe that's going to happen uh, for forever. And so effectively what we're seeing right now is we're seeing some consolidation in terms of the dollar strength that we've had over the last nine months or so. Uh, the RAND is heading and there is a technical RAND resistance level around 11 RAND 90 there and thereabouts. We're going to have to break sustainably below that uh, in order to break back towards the mid-11s. And, and right now, I'm not, I'm not quite certain. The dollar does remain quite strong. I have been expecting a dollar correction. And if we actually see a material dollar correction, build some momentum, heck, we could even see this ran head back towards the upper, if not the, the, the mid-11s. Uh, right there, however, you get these long-term averages that come through and the ability for the rags 
sustainably break below those levels are constrained for the, the, the multitude of reasons. There's Eskom, there's the labor unrest, but then also the dollar is likely to remain strong on a structural basis over the longer term. So for now, we'll take any good news uh, as we get it, and if we can, a stronger rand should hopefully offset some of the massive weakness we've had in the last couple of weeks and the inflationary pressure thereof. That's really what I'm concerned about, is what does that mean at the end of the day for consumers and for inflation over the next 6 to 12 months? Mm. And then uh, all eyes this week on the Reserve Bank, the MPC? Yes, yeah, so last week we, we had CPI data out domestically and, and a lot of focus around that CPI data, but that was effectively just a teaser. The big important one is the Saab and MPC this week. Uh, they meet and they, they will be uh, announcing a policy decision on the Thursday. Now, the expectations for this meeting is for the Saab to keep rates on hold, but what I'll be watching for is what do they do with the inflation forecast? Like I say, this is a theme I'm worried about here. Is at the last meeting, they were quite dovish on inflation. They saw it coming off very sharply because of the oil price. But subsequent to that, oil ticked a little bit higher. The rand has weakened considerably, and food prices have gone up because of a drought that has pushed local maize prices higher. So I'm going to be expecting a much more hawkish tone to come through from the Reserve Bank. Uh, and I think the prospect for a rate hike later this year has actually escalated over the course of the last month. Unfortunately, you know, I, do, I do think right now that all of these are stacked against the consumer, but there is a catalyst. If the U.S. hikes their rates, that will also be propelled into uh, a South African rate hike, basically because we would expect the RAND to weaken and that filter through to inflation over the medium to longer term.